Hi, I'm Kevin Kittle, and this is The Cinema Files. Shortly before the wide release of the inspiring documentary Step, I was part of a roundtable discussion with writer-director Amanda Lippitz, director of college counseling Paula DeFay, Step team coach Jerry McIntyre, and three of the lethal ladies of VLSYW, Taylor Solomon, Blessing Geraldo, and Corey Granger. The ladies had plenty to say about their experiences during the documentary, which filmed most of their teenage years, and what they've been up to in the two years since graduation. Alright, so I have a question of Coach G. What's that? So Coach G, my question for you is, with your background and step, what did you personally want to bring um, into your role as coach to all of your steppers? Um, this is my first time stepping. I mean, being a coach. <laughs> <laughs> scene in the movie, one of the first scenes in the movie, and um, what was important to me was not really the stepping portion, just the mentoring, and I'm um, being there, social emotional, and you know, having, being a shoulder for them to be able to talk to, being a part of their village. Um, the most important thing to me was for them to step it for purpose, and um, things that resonate with them, things that really resonated with me, um, you know, women empowerment, black girl magic, black lives matter, and um, those are the things that I really follow and I really love, and I really thought that it was important for them to be a part of their message. And when they understood the message and stepped and performed, they went harder, they performed better. When they stepped for a purpose, they are phenomenal. So my first question is for Amanda. Your film is approximately 83 minutes long, but how much footage did you shoot overall? And was there anything in particular that you cut out that you wish you had kept in? Um, well, I had over 400 hours of footage. Um, I've been filming the girls stepping since, um, I started filming them like just stepping in the ninth grade to learn how to like shoot stepping, which was hard to film. Um, so I have, have over 400 hours, but only senior year is in the movie. There's some sound bites from other interviews in the 10th grade. Um, but, um, you know, I think that the parts that I, I miss were, um, Corey um, visited a college with her dad, um, and it's in my deleted scenes, and it was a really beautiful scene that didn't make the film that was in on the DVD extras. Um, I would say that some of the performances, which were so incredible, didn't make it. Um, and Coach G actually got a job at the school. Uh, in the middle of the year, she was working three other jobs. And we had this whole storyline where she was working three other jobs. And then she got one job at Bliss and being a step, the step coach and logistics coordinator. And all the girls like met her in the office and screamed and cheered. It was really awesome. And, and she really said we couldn't call her Coach G throughout her workday. So, yeah. <laughs> Miss McIntyre. <laughs> Boundaries. Um, so this is this is for the three girls. You were class of 2016, right? Yes. So what have you been doing since then? I mean, besides the media tour? Going to school. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so we all just finished our first years at our respective universities. I'm studying computer science and international studies with a minor in Spanish. Awesome. For me, I just finished my first year of my Bridge EDU program, and I'm looking forward to transferring into either Coppin State University or the University of Baltimore. And for me, my major is business marketing, double minor in graphic design and communications. 
But my passion will always lie with the arts. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, I currently attend Alabama A&M University. I'm currently studying urban planning with a minor in political science. And I'm also Miss Urban Planning Association for the 2017-2018 academic school year. My name is Mignon Gould and I'm with TheSheepSpy.com and this question is also for the ladies, kind of similar to his question. I want to know how the making of this film impacted you personally and professionally on a different, kind of a different path than what you might have went to what, after doing this film, where do you feel you are now? I think, well for me, I think that I will still be on this path, whether the cameras were there or not, simply because the foundation of our school is really important and they really care about us at this school. The Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women is a school like no other, and our support system is great. Ms. Dofat and Coach and everyone else make sure that we are helped financially, emotionally, and mentally. Um, for me, I agree with Taylor as well. I would definitely be enrolled in school somewhere, um, with or without the cameras, but the cameras gave us an opportunity to have a bigger audience and for people to hear us more. That opens up the doors to more internships, more job opportunities. Um, being a face for your generation, just a lot of positive things are coming out from this documentary, and that's one of the things that I'm really grateful for. Okay. Well, you go back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely agree. I... Without the cameras, I would still be at Jones Hopkins, but without Ms. Dofat, I don't know what yeah, to do. Yeah, I guess. Um, so I think one of the most important things that I've learned across this entire journey is don't be afraid to actually take risks and try to pursue your dreams. And I think that's something that's really important for everybody to know because a lot of times we set big goals for ourselves, but when it comes time to actually make them come into fruition, we back out of it, we talk ourselves out of it. And that's something that I learned not to do throughout this whole process. Okay, beautiful. Pues buenos dias, hablas español? Un poquito. So my name is Sandra Munoz, I'm with Latina, latina.com. And this is for the girls too. Um, one of the scenes that really impacted me, and I started crying, my son is just in college, he's a junior, but it was, that even though you had all these odds against you, um, and you show that raw emotion and the things you went through, you still persevered and you're still going to university. So my question for you is what would you share? What knowledge would you share to the next generation? Because we all say, well, don't give up on your dreams, but what, what did you learn through this transition that you can share to the next generation that's coming after you? Well, what you just said is exactly what we want people to know. You know, a lot of times it seems like things are impossible to do. And honestly, things not everything is going to be easy. Everybody is going to go through some type of struggle that may not look like your life or you may not look like you don't have food in your fridge, but everybody goes through some type of struggle. And if you can really find the right support system, the people who want to and have the resources to help you out and get you where you need to be, then you can accomplish any goal that you want. Um, for me, it would be to not be afraid to tell your story or ask for help. Mm -hmm. um, because you never know what resources you're overlooking. And being a young adult, you never know what to expect the next day because we go through so many different changes. And I feel like that's why our adolescent years are so important. And surround yourself with people who are doing better than you or people that can understand from you or find a community that can support you. And that's one of the things that makes my story different from anybody else that's going through similar things that I've been through. A lot of people wouldn't be around someone that actually cared about them to tell them, look, you can do it no matter where you come from or what your circumstance may be. Um, 
and being supported by Bliss, they really told me like the possibilities are truly endless. And no matter what, they never let me shy away from my potential. So that's one thing I would say. And to um, never cut yourself short. If you believe that you can do something, if you have a goal, if you have an expectation for yourself, again, no matter where you come from, keep that goal, keep that confidence, and work hard. For me, I would say to take criticism. I think a lot of people, even adults and students, we don't necessarily know how to take criticism. And it's not always bad criticism, but people actually see us and want to mold us into the people that we need to be. And I know that it took me a long time to be able to take criticism. Even when we do the Q&As and stuff like this, I still ask, well, is there anything that I can do to make this situation better or just make everything flow better? Because we're all going to need help. And I know that everybody sitting here, they take criticism as well. And it's really hard for people to be able to accept it and go through it. And I will also tell people to never give up on what you want to do. There are times where you won't be motivated or you don't feel like getting up to go to work or you don't feel like going to school and you'll regret it, honestly. And I don't think I regret anything in the film, but I just know that sometimes I wanted to give up, but I just kept going. Can I just add something to your question that you asked? Because you said, what have they been doing since? Mm -hmm. And I have to say, you know, this is our last stop of a whole week of us promoting this film. We've been in, well, it's been two weeks of it. And we have another week ahead of us. And I just want to say that one of the things these young women have been doing their entire freshman year, basically from January since Sundance till now, is helping promote this movie. And they've done a fantastic, fantastic job balancing uh, that and figuring that all out and it's a lot to be in this situation and I think I just wanted to acknowledge that that is something that they've been doing and working hard at and Paula and Coach G as well but they've all been doing that since Sundance and not just and work you know out of they've, they're not movie stars this is these are real people and they're thrust into this incredible adventure just adding to something I'm sorry <laughs> that was great that was great <laughs> We'd be lucky if movie stars was as inspiring. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monty Ozzy. I'm with the uh, Phoenix Film Festival here in town. Uh, we were lucky enough to screen your film back in April. It was fantastic. Thank you. Okay. To the coach and the educator in the room, um, were there any apprehensions before the start of the process of letting you know a film crew come into your school and have such an intimate uh, you know, really realistic and genuine portrayal of your school. But was there any apprehensions from an administrator role in, in that capacity? And maybe like what, you know, how did, how did it start and how did it change throughout the course? Well, I think the one thing that, that was the same for both of us and then we can answer individually is that we wanted to make sure that the integrity of our jobs and how we do our jobs, that that was maintained and that was shown. Mm -hmm. um, for me, the only apprehension is honestly, um, you know, you've all seen the movie, right? Yeah, right? And you saw that I cried. That's not really... There's liable to be anything that will come out of my mouth, to be honest with you, <laughs> um, in doing what I have to do. So in all, in all honesty, it's, no, it's not a secret. And if they pull out any of the... Um, what do you call them? The what you didn't use the uh, deleted the scenes. deleted scenes. You know, I threaten kids. I do. I the do. Raw <laughs> you know, and I tell them things like, "I wish you would come back to my office without that. Let's see what's going to happen." I uh, say things her. like, "I feel froggy," um, which means, and they're like, "That means you're going to jump." Yeah. So where's my stuff? Um, I'm more of the I'm a, I'm the realist. I'm the one 
who will hold their feet to the fire because I do appreciate, I love the environment that I'm in and it balances because everyone else around me, like coach, coach will deal with the social and the emotional pieces and coach is tough, you know, but I'm the one who's there to tell them, check this out. At some point, nobody's going to give a dog on about you. So you better care. So have your stuff together. Know what you're doing. Know how you're getting there. Because this warm, fuzzy thing that we have going on here, this is a great foundation and you need to take it with you. But at the same time, know that every place you go is not going to be like that. So let's get it together. You know, um, making sure that they're in a position that they're not going to need people in certain ways. That's why I make sure that when they are off to college, they have the least amount of debt. I will overlook a name brand school any day, any time of the week for a smaller school that's willing to make sure my kid is going to come out and not owe money. So I really don't care about the name of your school. You know, I care about is it a good fit academically for my kid, whoever that kid is for me, and whether it's going to be a good financial fit. If you can't do that for me, keep it moving. Appreciate you. I will say nice things about your school, but none of my kids will go there. And I have no qualms about that. I'm also a huge historically black college supporter. You know, there's 103 of them. A good majority of our girls go to historically black colleges. There's something that happens there, and I support all schools. But there's something that happens there that's very, very magical, you know, and it cannot be duplicated. And I'd love to dispel the the myth, the lie, that those schools do not have money and they do not present great opportunities and you cannot be employed. So I make sure that they have opportunity at all schools. Corey had five full rides on the table. You know, they included HBCUs, Ivies. She had a a full ride to Barnard. She had a full ride to to Howard, to Bethune-Cookman, to Morgan State. You get what I'm saying? So we make sure that they have all opportunity, and then the decision is theirs. So that's who I am. Well, the scene where you cried was one of the most compelling. To see an educator be so passionate about making sure Mm -hmm. someone gets this chance I think there are kids who probably go to the most privileged schools and still don't have that kind of dedication. So. Thank you. Can I yeah. give you some context very quickly? We were 30 days before, before graduation. We had 30 days left. And there was no way on God's green earth that that young lady was going to walk out of that school and not have the same opportunity that everybody else in that school had or everybody else in the United States. So if I had to cry, if I had to go and cajole, if I had to go and threaten, you know, everything short of blackmail, that girl was going something. As long okay? as it's legal. Legal and moral. All right, so thank you. I know that coach. My wife's an administrator for a school here in town. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, when, we went, when she watched the movie with me, she told me, uh, she said, that's how, that's how real educators are. Amen. That's how I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank so you. It was, uh, Fantastic. I love that element of getting to see what the admin thinks about what's going on. Thank you. Funny you mentioned that. I'm going to answer your question, but um, you know, what I hope people take away, especially mentors and educators, is um, look at this and see themselves as a, like, kind of like as a tribute to what they do and hopefully it keeps them going every day because you get discouraged. Um, I'm sure all of us up here have gotten discouraged. All of all of us in this room have gotten discouraged in what we do. And it's hard to find that passion and that fire that you had when you first wanted to go into it. And then if you don't mentor or do anything, I hope that people really do find it time in their day to pay it forward, whatever they're doing, whatever they're good at, art, music, journalism, dance, doesn't have to necessarily be sports, doesn't have to necessarily be arts, engineering, math, technology, all of those things. So I would definitely say that. But to answer your question about the apprehension, when I first um, 
was hired. Um, I was recommended by a sorority sister of mine to be a step coach, and I really didn't want to do it. And then I heard it was going to be a documentary, and I was like, I mean, that's all the more reason for me not to do it. Like, I don't understand what this is what's happening here. And um, I, you know, decided to do it. My boyfriend really encouraged me to do it. And um, I just really had a conversation with Amanda, and I was like, you know, I just hope that we can... As long as I'm still running the show, we're all good. And she really respected that. I think that she allowed us, I know that she allowed us to be ourselves, respected our space. If it was like, huh, she was like, never pushy, never, you know, she wanted to get her, get things done, but it was never at the expense of us or our integrity or her integrity. And I really appreciated that. Um, I never felt exploited or I never felt um, like she was doing too much. Or or directed either, yeah. I just really feel like, um, you know, she really did a good job capturing the real love in that building because we are just on the screen. There are 53 people behind us, around us, in front of us that support that. And we came into it. You know, that is the culture we came into. She was hired, what, how long ago? I'm going into my fifth year. I was hired a year ago, you know, because of the work that I did with the step team. Um, I was called and hired for the position, and I'm, I, the, it's really magical. Like, I'm not even saying, like, you walk in and then snow's falling in one area. No, it's like, it's really a place. I'm not doing my job. No, it sincerely. It hits you. It you when you walk in and hits you. There's an excitement, there's an unruliness, there's a passion and love. Like, when you get in the building, it's crazy. I really think what makes our school special is not only the fact that the teachers are so dedicated, the administrators hold them to a standard of dedication, and they go above and beyond, leaf by example. And then we have, of course, Paula Dofat, by any means necessary, she's going to make sure you get what you got. And then something special, the student support team, Mrs. Bond, Ms. Winder, Ms. Watkins, all of these people who you can really lean on for social emotional support. I'm part of the team too, but I have like five other jobs. <laughs> so I only do 15% of that, the student support with my position. And this is where, you know, you might feel like you want to really physically hurt yourself for somebody else and you can go to this person. <laughs> no, seriously. You can really go to these people and say, this is what's happening and they will figure it out. They will walk you through it. And support you, you through it. If you come on your period, oh, we're going to the store and it's your first time you never, I'm serious. And you never came on. This is a, a female school. Some young ladies don't know what it is or, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And they're at school. And if you go to a public school and you come on your cycle, what do you going to do? Who are you going to tell? At Bliss, it's a different situation. It's been so plenty of times. We, no, seriously. It's been plenty of times. We got a laundry room. We got a shower. We got underwear. We, that's not everywhere. That's that's my. That's why I use that extreme example. Because so maybe I'm not, not the one that there's like anything that. to come out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly you know that. There, the, the Miss Hall was the principal there senior year. She This was her first year there. And she really respected the culture there. And these young ladies make you respect the culture there. The the first graduated class and all of the students in the school, 500 people, they have an expectation to have your number and be able to talk to you whenever they need to, be able to come to you whenever they need to. So that school is a very magical place. I know I'm not going to ever work anywhere else like it. And I appreciate her mother for, and you for having a vision and her mother for and so we, paying it forward. And so we can let you out and just say that Miss Hall was the one who said, why does Steph get your best and I do, and I do not to bless it. Mm-hmm. Just so you have a the context of who she was. That was that principle. And did the um, speech at graduation. So, I just want to also just say from a logistical standpoint, um, 
I had very, we had very strict rules around when we filmed in the school, where we filmed in the school, what was off limits, what was, you know, we, it was very, very clear and there was no filming in school without the administration and everybody really knowing what was going on when. So we respected the fact that it was a school. We didn't want the 500 plus girls thinking that, you know, if you're special, a camera follows you around, you know, we wanted them to all feel special. So that was a big part of it. And, and they we, all did. And we were not <laughs> we're not allowed to interrupt any academic yeah. classes. So they were not allowed into particular classrooms. Special permission had to be given, mm-hmm. even for the scene that you saw. The, the, the principals were like, listen, we want to support this administration, but at the same time, we are still a college prep school, so we will not participate in that to make sure that every girl was still getting the academic rigor that we promised. I think what I also got at the end is it takes, when we say it takes a village, you really, it does take a village, and I want to, that's what's so impactful, that even though your moms were probably like a nuisance at that, you know, because you're a teenager, but without your moms, I just like not mine, but without your parents, and then also your extended family coming in, I mean, that was, and then the school, so that was really, really powerful, you can, you, you can feel it, I mean, I can feel that from the film. As a director and producer, what did you particularly want to bring to the screen artistically? Did you ever find any challenges within that, being in all of this? So for me, I'm a Broadway producer in my other life, so I wanted to make a musical. You know, I wanted to make a musical documentary that changed the story about Baltimore. That was the, like, impetus of it, you know, changing the conversation about Baltimore. Um... I was completely and utterly inspired by these young women. The young women seated at this table and the 19 of them who are not here with us. Um, Every single one of them had a story and truly I made it for them. I didn't make it thinking that it was going to go to Sundance or be bought by Fox Searchlight or be sitting here with all of you. I just made it so that they would have been proud to have been a part of it. And that's all that ever mattered to me. Um, So for me, um, you know, I have just incredible amounts of respect and love. We're a family for these women and their mothers and their extended families um, for being brave to share their stories, for trusting me to tell it, and for, you know, continuing to inspire people all over the world by continuing to work so that this film gets the opportunity we just never, ever, ever dreamed it would have. What are you hoping that people who would not think this film is for them would take away from it? So somebody where it's not actually the target, but what would what would you say would get people into see this film who they would think this would not be something that appeals to them? Well, I think every single human being right now needs some joy and some hope. And there is an innate joy in these young women and their teachers and their coach and their college counselor and their mothers that truly must be shown to the world and we need it because we need to be reminded that in our American cities there are these pockets of joy and hope and they're alive and well and we just have to look for it it's not that hard to find you just have to look for it thank you I would say when was the last time you went to the theater you laughed you cried you cheered and you wanted to step throughout the whole you're not going to find that seriously thank you thank you guys